I'd like to begin with a moment of prayer. O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, over the years during my ministry, I've often been asked, what is your favorite Bible verse? And I never was able to really pinpoint it because there's so many. But in the last few years, I've been drawn to this particular verse in Romans, Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may be filled to overflowing with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the light of that verse about hope, I'd like to just share a few thoughts about living hopefully in this time of pandemic. But before I do that, I, I had to wrestle with the difference between optimism or human optimism and Christian hope. What is the difference? Now, I don't have anything against optimism. I, I would rather be in, around an optimistic person than someone who is pessimistic. But I believe in human optimism. Sometimes it really comes up short when we want to look at what Christian hope really is. Now, as I view human optimism, I think it's a, a desire or a longing to see something positive happen. You want it to happen, but you're not quite sure if it's going to take place. But that's, that's your desire. And so often, our optimism is dependent upon circumstances. Well, if this changes, then I hope this will happen. Or, I hope this pandemic gets over. I hope we can get back to normal. I hope we can get back to worshiping in our sanctuary. Now, you notice I use the word hope because we take our Christian words and we baptize our human optimism with that word. But Christian hope is different. Christian hope does not depend upon feelings or does not depend upon circumstances, but it is anchored to an act of salvation, something that God has done. God entering into our reality and into our world. And through this act of salvation of his death and his resurrection, his ever-living presence, it reaches to us right now here in the present. But it also stretches out into the future. We envision the time when Christ will come again and his kingdom of love and righteousness and justice will be established on the earth. That is Christian hope. And when we talk about hope, we have to also talk about faith and love, the three Christian virtues. They just don't stand alone. They, they work together. And so, and one of the powerful effects of this Christian vision of hope is that the future, which is out there, we don't know when it will happen, but we know it will. But the power of that future breaks into our present time. And so that what we envision in the future as perfect love and righteousness and justice and peace 
It begins to transform us into those kinds of people that we can influence the world in which we live. Now, hope has many facets, but I, I just like to talk about two of them today. And one of them, as we have Christian hope, one of them is endurance. Hanging on, staying the course. And I just heard about a new term uh, the other day somewhere on a newscast. It was called doom scrolling. Have you ever heard of doom scrolling? Well, it refers to people who live on their phone all the time and they go through all the news feeds, scrolling down and reading all the bad news that's happening in the world. And that's what they live on, doom scrolling. Well, there's a book in the Bible I think we could characterize as also doom scrolling. It's a little book that we probably don't read very much, the book of Lamentations. And it's all about the fall of Jerusalem, this terrible event to the Jewish nation, their temple destroyed, everything left in ruins, the fires burning, bodies are, are stacked up. What's going on? And you read through this, and it's just one vivid description of destruction. But then all of a sudden, in the middle of this book of doom and lamentations, we read these words. Certainly, the faithful love of the Lord hasn't ended. Certainly, God's compassion isn't through. They are renewed every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I think the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I'll wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the person who seeks him. All right in the middle of this devastation and this doom and destruction, all of a sudden there is a light of Christian hope, of people who are waiting for God to work. Now, those circumstances didn't change. Jerusalem fell and the temple was destroyed. But the Christian hope still continued to go on. Well, this past week, we lost a great American, a man who was uh, the child of an Alabama sharecropper who went all the way from that to the halls of Congress, and he was called the conscious of the Congress. I'm talking about John Lewis. As I began to read and discover a little bit about his life, I wondered how in the world did he do that? Being willing to be arrested, I think 45 or, or 50 times, taking physical injury. The time he went across the bridge in Selma, cracked on the head and, and sustained a fracture. How could he keep on going? How could he smile? How could he continue in that work? Well, I believe it was hope that fueled him. It was a hope that he had in a God of righteousness and justice, a hope he had that God was, would set things right, beginning now, and that he was part of that movement. He believed that he was on the right side. He kept on going. It was hope. I read somewhat, or a lot, really, about the persecuted Christian church around the world. 
And as I read the descriptions of what they have to go through almost every day in their lives, just as they want to go back a normal existence of living with their family and with their friends, but because they're Christians in their countries, they are in a minority, a persecuted minority. Just a few years ago, when, when ISIS moved into Iraq and began to occupy that area of the country, they went through and labeled all the properties and the houses that Christians lived in. They put an Arabic symbol for the letter N. And when they saw that, they would see they, that is an N that lives there. And the N stood for the followers of the Nazarene. Those houses and businesses, everything was targeted. And there was terrible persecution. People being killed and dragged out of their homes, losing loved ones and relatives. It was a terrible story, but I often thought, what kept those Christians going? What kept them and give, gave them strength? It gave them strength to pray for their enemies, to love their enemies. I believe it was, it was Christian hope that gave them that. They, they were able to endure. Roy, Roy Fairchild has written a, a book I read, and I had it for several years, called Find, Finding God Again. And he talks about a, a colleague that told him this story that happened to his, his friend. He said that he was in, in uh, Austria in a small town, and he was suffering from uh, illness and, and depression. And he decided that he wanted to go to Vienna to meet some friends there. Well, he spent almost all his money getting there and when he got there he, he arrived late and there his friends were nowhere around and he went to a subway station and uh, he sat down and he felt so alone and he was hungry and uh, he didn't know how to find his friends he, he didn't know what to do well while he was there this little old woman cleaning woman came in elderly woman and she began sweeping around where he was and then she came up to him and she said are you hungry and without before he answered she pulled out of her bag a a sandwich half of her lunch and she gave this to him and so they sat there and they talked for a while he discovered that she'd had a very hard life she was been raised in the country and she worked hard she lost her husband and two sons during the resistance, during the war. Only a daughter was left. But she had such a personality and a twinkle in her eye and a joy. He wondered where, where she got that. And then before she left, he said, why did you give me part of your lunch? How can you talk like you do with all that you've suffered? And this is what she said. Jesus is my Lord. God is good. And that was her hope. And that's the hope we have as Christians in the midst of no matter what's going on, if we can believe and proclaim that Jesus is our Lord and that God is good. We can continue to laugh. We can endure. Well, the second facet, though, of the hope I'd like to mention is that of encouragement. Now, we might think 
of encouragement is something that's really not that big a deal. But here we are living in sight social isolation. So many of our friends that we really can't get with personally. And then there are those who are isolated and who are, are lonely and really can't get out. Then encouragement becomes a big deal where we can reach out and give people hope through encouragement. I remember, I think it was two or three years ago, I got an email and I didn't even notice that, I, I didn't recognize the name on the email. And I began to read it. And it came from an airman that had been stationed at Kadena, Okinawa when I was there as a chaplain back in the 70s. And he told me that when he came to the chapel that day, he was brand new to the base. He was, a, he was single, but he left a fiance back. First time out of the country, he was, he was just homesick. Uh, he was depressed. He didn't, know, he didn't know what to do. And I happened to be one of the chaplains that was there at the chapel at the time. And he says that what I said to him and what I did for him gave him new incentive and hope. I showed him the resources on the base he could go. I even took him, took him out to, to have lunch. And he went on and on. And he said, now I, I, I went home after the year and I married and I have a wonderful family and a, and, a, and a profession that I love. And I owe a lot of it to your words of encouragement. Well, here's the irony of it. I didn't remember that at all. I didn't remember doing that at all. But do you realize that sometimes we can encourage people, we can plant the seeds, and we never know what the result is going to be. Reaching out to someone and giving them that word of hope. I believe there are some real good signs of, of hope that are going on in our world today, even in the midst of the, of the pandemic in, in, which we are, in which we are in. I just recently read that at the street where George Floyd was killed has now become a sacred space. They've blocked off all the traffic and people come there not just to put flowers, but they come there to worship, they come there to pray. There are street preachers there. Conversions have happened there. Even, even baptisms have happened. And so out of the midst of that terrible event, of that killing, of that man which has led to, to the, the, the protests, that are peaceful protests going on in our country today, causing us to re-examine who we are and to look at ourselves as individuals and as a country, hope has sprung. Encouragement is to seek the good of someone else. Two years, years ago, during the Bosnian Wars, there was this very inspiring story. There was a red line of people waiting to get fed, and a stray bomb fell in the midst of those people, killed 22 of them. Well, a man who was known as the cellist of Sarajevo decided he wanted to do something about it. And so Vadrin Shamalovic donned a tuxedo 
and with his cello went and came with 22 different melodies and went to 22 different bomb craters over the country. And out of those bomb craters, he began to play. And so out of this symbol, this bomb crater, the symbol of destruction and loss and pain and sorrow, he played and beautiful music came out, music of hope, music of inspiration. I couldn't help but think about our Christian faith is based upon the truth that God came into our world. God went into the bomb craters of our sorrow, our loneliness, our pain, our sin, and took all that suffering upon himself. And out of that, the beautiful song of love and redemption is being proclaimed and sung around the world. Encouragement is what we need today in all of our lives. Maybe we can't do it on a grand scale like that, but we can do it daily as God gives us grace and hope. Remember the words now of the woman at the subway station, the little Austrian woman. She said, Jesus is my Lord. God is good. That's the basis of our Christian hope. Amen. Now let us receive the the blessing of our Lord. And now may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace overflowing and abundantly through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.